You're listening to the Week Ahead podcast from Strong Towns, hosted by me, Rachel Quedno. This is your chance to catch up on the latest events and goings-on behind the scenes of the Strong Towns organization. Tune in every Monday for more updates. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Week Ahead podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and my guest today is Kia Wilson, back for... I don't even know how many times you've been on this podcast. You're <laughs> our star. Um, so, Kia, I have you here today because I really wanted to talk about our fantastic member drive that happened last week. Uh, and our podcast listeners got a bunch of podcast uh, content from us last week. Hopefully that was a motivation for you to sign up. Um, but yeah, we just extremely appreciate everyone who joined us. It's really exciting to see so many new people. Uh, come and be part of the movement. Totally agree. I am so thrilled by how well the member drive went. And I want to say particularly thank you to the podcast listeners, but also to anyone who even just checked out membership. If you haven't pulled the trigger yet, it's literally never too late. We would love to have you on board. And you could join um, what was one of our most successful member drives to date. We saw a little under 10% increase in our total membership in about a week, which we are all thrilled by. And we promise that we will put every event of your contributions to really good use. Yeah. Um, so that was more than 150 new people that joined this movement. So thank you to all of them. And Kia put together a list of every single person, if you would like to see those people uh, or see your name on that list, hopefully. Um, I'll share that link. And if you didn't get a chance to join yet because you were procrastinating last week or you're catching up on your podcast, um, we accept and welcome memberships every single day. So please visit our website, click the join the movement button and be part of this because we're doing a lot of really exciting things. Um, Actually, one of the things we're doing right now is we're in the process of hiring two new positions and we will um, likely be hiring a third position in the next couple of weeks. So those sorts of new ways that we can um, support our members and grow this movement that's all made possible by you guys supporting us so thank you we're super excited to at the new capacity that that's going to build for us Kia any highlights that you want to share I know that you got to talk to many people last week who were joining and things like that the biggest highlight I think of my day was just waking up to uh, the nice a healthy number of 2,375 members. That's the first time we had that many people in our movement. I think it's really incredible for a staff of just seven people. But there, of course, were many, many, many dozens of small highlights last week. I mean, I was just thinking about a really nice email I got from a new member in Australia who was, you know, even just saying felt like little things about how Strong Towns had inspired him to do some community engagement work, and he thought, why don't I bring some barbecue <laughs> to the party? And as a St. Louis fan, the idea of using barbecue as a community engagement tool, the fact that we haven't done that here is absolutely crazy to me. Um, I also got to have some really nice phone calls with members last week who are doing some incredible things in the development space. I got a call from someone who is from my native St. Louis but hasn't lived here for years saying that he had read 
my emails and my article series, and he was really inspired by what he saw. That was particularly meaningful to me. Um, hearing your voices isn't something that I always get to do in my job. I try to make time every single day to talk to members on the phone, but 2,375 people is a lot of people. So whenever I do get a chance to just gab for a little while, it's an incredible treat. Um, so those are my big highlights of the week. What about you, Rachel? I'm curious if uh, you had any particular good number drive deals you want to share. Well, I enjoyed beforehand reading the um, testimonials that some of our members were kind enough to share with us that we were able to incorporate several of them into the member drive. It's just really great to hear people talking about how Strong Towns has influenced them in their daily lives and encouraged them to take action in their communities and think about how they vote for candidates differently and sharing our stuff with their colleagues. I mean, there's just so many ways that people are implementing Strong Towns, and it's cool to get a chance to hear about that because, you know, we're all just sitting at home on our computers. We don't get to see those things taking place every day. So that's always good to hear. I also enjoyed our little contest that we had last week, um, sort of seeing which state could get the most new members. And the the top state was California, followed closely by Georgia and Michigan, Florida, North Carolina, and several others. There were a lot of ties. So um, that was a cool mix. It was really emblematic of the geographic diversity of our movement. Totally agree. Um, you know, I just remembered another highlight that I totally should have mentioned before, which is that my birthday <laughs> for number drive week. Oh, yeah, belated I had the opportunity. Birthday. Thank you. I had the opportunity to shamelessly flog that text in an email. And if you ever have the chance to send an email to 35,000 people saying it's my birthday, I recommend doing it. Because Did you get a lot of happy really birthdays? <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was awesome. I loved it. Nice. <laughs> and it seemed like my family and friends who have me on that list all remembered my birthday this year. It was amazing. I felt very, very loved. So thank you again to everyone who messaged me. Um, even if you don't know me very well, even if I'm just the sender line on your emails twice a week, I really appreciate your kind words. It makes a really special awesome day. Yeah. So Chuck is currently en route to Latvia this week, which is exciting. The first, um, what is the word? Not international, because he's spoken in Canada before, but the first uh, cross-continental presentation mm. of Strong Towns. So um, that's, that's exciting. He'll be back. Um, it's like a whole week-long thing, so he'll be back in a week and yeah. back writing and podcasting and everything. And as we record this, it is Chuck's birthday also. We're very close in birthdays, him and I. So I'm a little sad for him, I guess, to spend a lot of it in an airport, but he'll get a lot of personal time to hopefully just read a good book and, you know, treat himself to a good airport meal, <laughs> if there is such a thing, and, you know, get away from it all, quite literally. <laughs> so I'm excited for him. Yeah. So, Kia, have you been reading or listening to or watching anything interesting lately? Always. I haven't been reading as much as I usually do because, as regular listeners to the podcast will know, I recently bought a four-family building, and I have been up to my neck in that, you know, ripping out carpets and 
getting tenants in place. We've got some really awesome people moving in. I'm really excited about how it's all working out. Um, but yeah, in the time that I have had to read on my own, um, I think the last thing I read that John Ken's listeners would really like was In Defense of Housing by Peter Marcus and David Madden. I think I mentioned that when we talked. I was in the middle of it, but I thought it was an interesting, not a hundred percent, I don't a hundred percent agree with every word in the book, but it was an interesting history of, um, the housing movement, which is to say, like, since time immemorial, human beings have been fighting for the right to think of real estate not just as an investment, but as home. And what has that looked like over history? Um, and what does it look like today? And it makes some arguments that I wasn't completely on board with, and it made some arguments I thought were really, really smart and really, really good. Um, so check that one out. It's not super long. It's a little academic, but 220 pages well spent, I thought, in giving a better sense, particularly of the New York City housing landscape. As someone who's ever lived in New York, I'm always fascinated by the sort of totally alien way that real estate tends to work over there. Um, besides that, we are in the middle of a rewatch of Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> We're really mm-hmm. into comfort television in the summertime. <laughs> I just want to turn my, my brain off a lot this time of year. And then my basketball team is in the NBA Finals, again, with the other basketball team that they have played in the NBA Finals with for the last three years, so I will be uh, kind of half-heartedly rooting them on because I'm really bored of watching the same series again and again, even as a diehard Cleveland Cavaliers fan, so that's pretty much what I've been up to. What have you been reading and watching and listening to Rachel? I'm curious. Um, I'm really in need of some new Netflix recommendations, so if anyone has one who's listening, hit me up. Um, our coworker Michelle often feeds me really good Netflix show recommendations, but I just finished the last one she shared with me, which was like a uh, intense British mystery drama, right up my alley. Um, but you know, it was super binge-inducing, so I finished it in a week. I have to admit. Um, Yeah, um, that was fascinating. I found myself really wanting more information when I finished. Um, and that was a critique that I read several people raised, which was that the film didn't really talk a whole lot about the actual like content of this religious movement and like why people wanted to join it. So I found that to be the biggest lacking piece. And as a person who's very interested in religion, that was like one of the things that most intrigued me about the show to begin with. But that said, it was fascinating and pretty wild. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I would recommend that to anyone. It, it touched on Absolutely. a lot of different issues, land use, religion, um, political movements, like uh, just a right. whole gamut. So. Did well, you finish how it? How our democracy, I did. I, I inhaled it in about two sittings. And I think the thing that I found most interesting about it was how easy it is to manipulate democracy. And, like, what do we mean when we say that democratic systems are so holy? Um, that was so fascinating. I just spoiled too much about it. But there's a segment of the film where uh, the cult at the center of the series does some pretty daring things to manipulate an election that are 
legal. Um, yeah. But it made me think completely differently about, you know, what do we mean when we talk about, like, the structures our policy-making systems take? And, I mean, I, I totally agree that I wanted to know more about, um, you know, the Rajneeshi's religion and what became Osho because Osho um, is still going strong as a religion around the world. And um, they set it up as sort of like this very particular corner of Rajneeshpuram was about like people who wanted a sense of belonging um, in a more political sense rather than in a religious sense. And I'm curious if that was actually the experience. Someone needs to run out and write like eight books about that, that place. I'm sure they're in process right now. And I would read all of them. I thought it was so interesting. Yeah, I thought about writing about it for Strong Towns, and then I just felt like there was too much to wade through. And I didn't want to like take a stand on something when I didn't have the full background. So right, that's on hold. Right. But yeah, if somebody well, writes a book about it, we'll take it in. Yeah. I wrote a piece for the site a long time ago about an intentional community that I visited, um, which is not at all a cult, but does sort of draw in some of the things that I found fascinating about wild, wild country. And what does it mean to start a community completely from scratch? What does it mean to, like, from day one, say, this is going to be here, this is going to be there, and just make it happen in the space of a few years. I wrote about Dancing Rabbit Eco Village in Rutledge, Missouri. And I found, I would encourage anyone who's interested in this stuff to, I mean, interested in urbanism generally, to visit an intentional community. There are ones probably in your city, in your backyard. Even if you live in a highly dense urban area, there's probably someone who's trying that kind of an experiment. And if you can get to one that's a little bit more remote, it just gets more interesting. So give it a try. Yeah. Okay, Kia, well, I know you have a busy day, um, so I will let you go, but thanks for coming on the podcast. And again, thank you to everyone who joined us this week or renewed or is has continued to be a member. We appreciate you so much, and everybody's contributions and participation makes a huge difference. So thank you. And if you didn't get a chance to join, please do that. Be shy about dropping us the line. We would love to meet you more formally. When you're entering the Strong Towns movement, you're entering a community of people who want to get to know you and connect you with others. So really don't be shy no matter how much you contributed. Um, it's your gesture to us that you want to be a part of our work, and we would love to make you as big a part of it as you'd like to be. Okay, Kia, thanks so much for being here, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great week. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org.